Yes. Welcome back to the show. Of course, coming to you live from Bunbury today in the Spirit Studio down there in Victoria Street. Uh, great place to be, great place to visit, great place to live. If you want to have you say on anything we talk about on the show today, the Temper at Bedshed text line is your means of doing it. 0487 736 736 is that line. Joining me on the show right now is new East Perth coach Ross McQueen. Ross, welcome. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Mate, uh, the upcoming season, are you getting excited? I uh, certainly am, yeah. No, but just over about nine or ten days away, so we're looking forward to it. And, you, know, you always want to know what you've done over the summer is the right thing or the wrong thing, so uh, yeah, looking forward to ten days' time. So on that front, what has the pre-season and the practice matches you've had in the pre-season told you about whether you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Uh, I feel as though we've, we've made some growth and... In terms of our ball movement, a bit of our defence, you know, we're just trying to build on what we're doing in the club and work on the last couple of years. Um, but we're quite confident that we've made some progress in the ball movement area of it. But um, like you said, until you play the opposition, uh, you'll never really know. When you practice against yourself, everyone needs to seem to know what's going on. So it looks quite a bit messy. Ross, tell us about your own coaching background and how you came to this point. Obviously, if a person comes out of the AFL, we all know where they've been and where they've come from. But what about you, yourself? You've had a, a very rich history of development and working with young players, particularly at Claremont. Yeah, my journey's probably a bit different to a lot of other guys. I um, was never good enough, I suppose, to play waffle footy. I had a crack at it back in the late 80s when at Subiaco, but it was uh, yeah, pretty quickly found out that I wasn't going to be good enough. Um, drifted around, but got into talent and into uh, football coaching back in the early 2000s. I was in Kalgoorlie for a little while and then ended back in Perth and uh, went down to Claremont. And I started in the Colts program as an assistant, worked the way through that, uh, coached the reserves, uh, took the Colts as my, in my own right for a number of years, then into the uh, talent pathways at the commission for a little while. And I've been at East Perth for the last, uh, this is my third year now. So, what sort of senior coach will you be, do you think? Uh, hopefully a successful one, Mark. But, um, <laughs> but I suppose you judge success by uh, different parameters. But um, oh, probably, uh, I'm, I'm a teacher by background, so obviously hopefully more uh, reflective listener type coach, uh, the instruction. But don't worry, I do occasionally. Um, lose my cool, mainly just in the box, and then you know, it gives me 10 seconds, get over that, and then you move on and, and things like that. But hopefully a coach who can empower the players to make some good decisions and give them the confidence to do that, and also the coaching group around me. You're not a senior coach unless you're at least partly crazy, um, Ross, I think. So if you've, uh, if you've got a bit of that about you, that's probably a point in your favour. What, what style of football do you want East Perth to play this year? Uh, we need to be super competitive all the time, Mark. We, uh, we've had phases and it, and it was hard to address. You're not sure why it happens, but in the previous couple of years, we've been in games for long periods of time and uh, had a quarter where the opposition might put eight, nine, nine goals on us and then all of a sudden you're out of the game, you lose by five or six. So uh, obviously a really competitive team around the contest, uh, as any football is. You can't win football, you can't win games, you can't do anything with it unless you're uh, really competitive around that contest. So we'll try and keep focusing on that and obviously we'll look to try and score, which has been a bit of a focus in our couple of practice games. 
So tell us about your key ins and outs. familiar with Croden and North and, and um, as, you, as you mentioned, Scotty Jones has been there for, for a year or two. Um, tell us about McCready. Where, where will you play him? Yeah, Harrison's a, uh, a back. Oh, we see him primarily as a back. I'm sure he could probably play further up the ground. He's an athletic uh, 195, 196 sort of defender who, can, who the last couple of years has played uh, in a lockdown role. We, we probably see Harrison more as a, a guy who can intercept Mark a bit, hopefully he's his He's kicking, he's a really good decision maker. Uh, so he'll play down back uh, primarily and hopefully things are going well, but you never know. If we can't kick a score, we might have to flip him forward. Tom North was a player that always intrigued me. I saw Tom play his first practice match for Peel when he um, joined Fremantle. Obviously, he was pick about, he was about pick 24 in the draft the year before, and that was the draft that was, the, from memory, the, the Chera Brayshaw draft where Fremantle really started their build. He looked a really, really good player and a player I expected to make it at AFL level. Um, what does he bring to your group? Um, yeah, Tom's a ripping young bloke. Like, uh, he, he always seems to have a smile on his face and, uh, and things like that. So in character-wise, I think for my initials, you know, the last few months, he's been great around the club like that. He's a beautiful kick of the football, uh, left footer, who can help change the angles of the game. Sees the game well, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure why... You know, Mitch Croden, how, has he come across with the right attitude and, and still determined to play high-quality footy? Because he was a very good waffle player as well as a bit part AFL player at Fremantle and Peel over the last couple of years. Yeah, very much so. Now, Mitch, Mitch is a ripper. Another, he's only 23, I think, Mitch, and he's got a very mature young man, uh, obviously very driven to play good footy. Like he's great on the track. He's, uh, we're always having conversations about different things, how we can perhaps improve drills or vary a drill or uh, how does that tie in. So he's very much invested in uh, the football we want to try and play and obviously he plays best footy. Um, and then, like, he, like I said, a mature young bloke who, when we met with him last year and he talked about his experience at Fremantle, he, he said it was just unfortunate. Um, in a role last year, I think when he was at Fremantle, he, he trained more with the midfielders and um, I think obviously the midfielder, Brayshaw and these guys got, got a good start, Brody. 
and they won 17, 17 and a half games, and I don't think it's the midfielder missed a game. So he was a realistic as well. There it was. I, I just couldn't get a game in. So he's come back with a really good attitude. Uh, and like I said, he's really positive around the group. I'm so excited what he'll bring to our group this year. Even allowing for the loss of Jackson Ramsey, Ross, it seems like the midfield has the potential to be a strength for you this year. I mean, Scott Jones is a monster of a man. Um, good Bunbury boy too, I think, by the way, where I am at the moment. Um, and, and Croden and North in there as well with what you've already had there. It seems like it could be a big plus for you. Yeah, that, that will be a strength because you know, they're a different sort of midfielder to some crews, but we've got obviously you mentioned you know, Tom and you've got Hamish Brayshaw, Angus Schumacher, Christian Amadjuri, um, you know, Liam Tedesco, these sort of guys will go through there and we'll try and get a couple of young guys um, to develop their craft, uh, move through there, Sam Van Diemen potentially, just guys with different attributes, but definitely probably an area of the ground where um, where the game starts and we, we think we should have a strength going into most games. Tell us about young players coming through from your Colts and Resies because developing that young talent or even discovering that young talent has been a, a bit of an issue for Reese Perth, hasn't it? You, you've had probably one of the um, lesser productive zones in the in the waffle. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like I, I think in the last two or three years, it's really turned around for us, Mark. We've had six guys in the draft that unfortunately we're probably starting to do things a little bit too well in terms of East Perth. You look at uh, Ruben Gimby and uh, Jed Buslinger, you had James Tunstall and Jai Amos and Seven Quirk and you know, Geordie Baker. Those six kids in the last two years have got drafted um, out of East Perth in their country zones in Perth. So that's a real positive for the group. But you just want them perhaps to be just not quite that good so they can stay at East Perth. Um, but we've got some young boys, like I said, coming through the program now. Uh, Tom Graham, we've got high hopes for Tommy Graham, Ethan Regan, uh, Sam Van Diemen, uh, two or three guys who've been around that group for a couple of years now who hopefully can take the next step. And we've got some players who've probably had that around that 40 to 60 mark that uh, the club invested in a couple of years ago. Christian Amadjuri, who's uh, one of our co-captains, uh, Kyle Wilcox, these sort of guys, Stan Wright, um, so, and Jacob Missando, I could keep running off. So there's a number of guys in that bracket, but we don't have a lot of experience in terms of games played. Shane Hilly would be our most experienced game played, and I think he's 101 or 102, and then we're down from there. So, How's your uh, pre-season form been? Who have you played and how have you gone? Uh, we played South Fremantle first week. Um, again, uh, not too bad. We, we, we ended up, I think we were about even at three-quarter time, or it might have been maybe just in front at three-quarter time and lost by a couple of goals, which uh, seems to be the case at the moment. That's a, kind of one of the growth areas we're making. Like last year, we had, a, I think, about eight games that were decided by about 13 points or less, and we only won one or two of those. So we need. To, so we're pretty happy with how that started. And then on the weekend, we played a, a pretty strong West Coast side um, and we managed to score, but again, didn't quite get the result. But the result wasn't really what we were looking for. We were looking to find a way to score this week and um, kick 14 14. So we're pretty happy with how we came out of the game. And a couple of young blokes probably put their hand up to be in strong contention for round one. And of course, Swan District's in round one and then Subi in round two. Um, how do you see that draw? Yeah, it's uh, Swan, Subi, and Perth. So. Um, Swans, we got them 
um, well, the only statistic we, we beat them in last year in round one was the, the scoreboard. We got them by a few points. Everything else indicated we probably should have got beat, but we found a way there, and then they beat us later in the year pretty comfortably. So, uh, and Subiaco, they beat us last year first time around by a kick, the last kick of the game. So it, it, it both seemed to two clubs there who would also be looked to improve this year. Obviously, Subiaco had their challenges with COVID and injury last year. Swansea had a really strong season, and unfortunately, towards the back end, they, they picked up a couple of key injuries. So, obviously, they'll be looking at us going, oh, well, we need to beat East Perth, and we're doing the same. We've been looking at those two clubs and thinking, well, they're games that we, we need to win if we're going to try and jump up the ladder. It feels like it's going to be an even competition, Ross. Is that the way you see it? Like, it doesn't feel like there's a real standout team at this stage this year. No, I think it's pretty even. Like I said, at different times over the for our own, own experience, we um, we beat Claremont last year, we beat Claremont the year before, I think we beat South Ramona the year before, and they're two teams that have been very prominent the last few years. But I expect them to be thereabouts again. Like the, the Claremont's built on their, their wonderful uh, development program they've got there, picked up a couple of bikes from interstate. Uh, I expect them to go well. East Ramona had a very strong year last year, and I think... If it hadn't been for injuries towards uh, just as the year went on, um, they might have managed to get to that last game. So it'll be even. Like those three or four teams, West Perth haven't got weaker. Uh, West Coast has got stronger. Freeman, uh, sorry, Peel will be stronger. Um, like I said, South Fremantle, Swan. So, yeah, I see it pretty even. I think if people get a bit of luck and a good run, and confidence is an amazing thing. If you, it's, if you can get a bit of confidence in your group, it's, uh, who knows what can happen. Ross, wish you all the best. Hopefully you get a good start uh, in that first game, the first couple of games, and uh, hopefully there's a strong season ahead for East Perth. I know there's a lot of the East Perth faithful out there. A few of my mates are great Royal supporters uh, waiting for the team to, to return to finals action. So good luck with it all. Thanks very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Coming up, news. And then after the news... Uh, we'll be talking to Bryce Gibbs, the former Carlton and Adelaide champ, of course. He's looking at the run into the showdown in Adelaide this week.